Sister J.C. Lee Pulford joins me on the phone now. She is an apostolic podcaster, author, creator, and more. Her products and latest books, Get the Fire Back and A Line 31 Day Bible Journal, are available at linker.ee forward slash hello awesome live. Also, PentecostalPublishing.com and Amazon. Listen to the Hello Awesome podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Follow her on Instagram at Hello Awesome Live and Facebook and YouTube at Hello Awesome. Check the show notes for all the details. Hello, Sister JC. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Brother Justin, for this opportunity. Obviously, I've been a fan. I've been a listener for a long time. And I definitely don't take it lightly to have this invitation. So I really appreciate being here. Oh, that's so kind of you to say. I've always wanted to say, hello, awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hear people say that to me all the time. And yeah. It, it is really fun to say. Very cool. Sister JC, uh, I think you're anointed, very gifted, and uh, a, a true talent in apostolic content and production. And it is uh, just awesome to be able to speak with you today. In your book, um, Get the Fire Back, a guide to uh, reignite a fire for devotion. Um. You know, I hear a lot about devotion, prayer, and I, I think Pentecostal people kind of, as a whole, it's, you know, your Sundays, your Wednesdays, or whenever you have church are so powerful, it can carry over <laughs> for two or three yeah. days. But I don't know. I just, I have a theory that Pentecostal people don't really like to pray on their own because they think it doesn't feel like church. Only God can move in loud. And mm-hmm. when everybody's together, you know, God's not into the just me, me and my quiet time. Right. But you would say right. God is definitely into it and he wants it. And you're missing out if you're not doing it. So what yeah. is your definition of personal devotion? What does it look like and why is it a must? This is obviously a big question. And um, I mean, I, coming from my experience of not being raised in the church, this is the foundation of my entire walk with God. Um, wow. When I was first saved, I was like 22 years old. And I had to live in an apartment by myself when I transitioned into this new walk with God. Um, and living by yourself in your 20s is not easy, um, especially when you're starting a new life. Um, and so the time that I spent in my apartment was really seeking after God and talking to him and having that quiet time. It was a time of isolation, um, but it had purpose. And I think devotion has been like fantasized into this abstract, intangible thing that seems so far away. We kind of have made it this bigger thing um, as far as it is a big thing, but uh, like unreachable to us. But to simplify it, the way the Lord has placed it on my heart is it's time to connect with him uh, Mm. through prayer, reading the word, sometimes even worship. You know, the Lord. He didn't form us humans to be like robots, void of connection. That's why he's given us the power of free will, because he wants us to choose him. And so when we don't choose him, I think that does grieve his heart. And there's a plan for us to know him intimately, like a father with his ch- with their children. Um, yes. And I think this connection is such a sacred bond. It's, it's the point in time when 
we have the opportunity as unholy to meet holy every day. And it's really giving God our attention, our time, our energy for a specific moment. And I feel like often we're so busy, it's easy to give that time, energy, attention to other things. But this could look different in every season of life. And I think that is also a challenge. Um, you know, it's we have to place ourselves at the feet of our creator. And I think about when God made Adam and Eve and he gave them the, the paradise of Eden. There's a solitude in devotion that I think is like Eden. In every sacred minute, we have the opportunity to approach that as if we are walking in the Garden of Eden with God every day. And hmm. for me, when I was a young mom, I couldn't get up at 3 a.m. to pray. That's <laughs> probably the time I was going to bed. Or, <laughs> right. you know. So I think when we look at each other and we try and have this measuring system, it's just going to be all broken. So really, you know, the Lord says, that, you know, in Revelation 3, 320, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and him be with me. He's standing there. He's waiting. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself. And so um, I think if we claim to love God, but we never talk to him, what are we doing? <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. we're, we're really living a lie. And you know, Come Christianity on. should not be like just a show. Um, you know, we show up and we play church every Sunday and then we go home and we never talk to God and we never hear his voice. That's a very scary thing, I think. And I think devotion should be essential. And we have so many things in our life that are non-negotiable. You know, we need to go to the grocery store because we need food. We need to go to work because we need money. But we should need to go to the feet of Jesus because we need him. Um, not just the blessings that he gives us his blessings and his promises will come that's a guarantee but we should approach devotion as well this is my chance to talk to my god and i think we should think of it as a privilege um and whatever time that is for you i think god is just great grateful to have that time amen that's good you're listening to Justin C. Gleason, the media home of God, Bible, and Church. Give an offering for the work of this content through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. Galatians chapter 6 says, Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. He who sows to the Spirit will reap everlasting life. If you want what is taught in this episode to be active in your life, then I invite you to give what the Lord says to give. Thank you for your generosity. God bless you. When you've written about it, you've spoken about it, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people about it. And yeah. You know, you can easily say, just do it. You know, it'll happen when you make it happen. And and some people that's all they need and they get it done. But there's psychological barriers to it um there's all kinds of things people that want to get it done but they find themselves not getting it done what are some common barriers that you find are reasons that people just aren't 
sitting down and, and talking with God because there's a difference between prayer and fellowship. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't pray to my wife. I, <laughs> I fellowship with my wife yeah. and, and, you know, prayer is good, but God wants that fellowship. But, uh, what would you, what are some common barriers that you feel people have and how can we get over them? Well, two things came to my mind when I was thinking about this and it's distraction and discouragement. Oh, um, wow. So we make time for what we want. And I don't mean to condemn anyone because um, Jesus did not come to condemn. So neither am I. But if we truly sure. want God, we will make time for him. Um, and I think when we are distracted, we just have so many things pulling for our attention. And the moment we wake up, you know, we have notifications going off, our alarms going off. The dog needs to go out, you know, the children need to be fueled. I always say the children need to be, you know, they need to be watered and fed, um, just like a plant. <laughs> and so, you know, you have all these things pulling at you mm-hmm. and they're all important things. And it's easy to just say, well, God, you know, I'm busy right now. Um, and I think we just get distracted in that way, even if it's distracted by good things. Um it's easy for us to harp on social media and be distracted with our phones, which is a big thing. But we're also just distracted by life, by living life um, yeah. every day. But the other thing, and I see this a lot um, as a woman in the church and as somebody who was a young adult coming into the church and has transitioned into uh, being a wife and being a mother, um, is it's very discouraging because we feel the expectations on us that you have to do this. And we already, I think, have so many expectations on ourselves that it just feels heavy. It feels like a heavy weight to carry. And um, I think that that's one reason why we do need devotion, because God wants to take that weight off of us. He wants, he's saying, come to me, come to me so I can, um, you know, unload that heavy burden. You know, come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know, um, he wants to give us yes. his, his yoke because it's easier than the ones we carry. And so I think those two are the biggest reasons, the barriers that people have. And, uh, you know, I think we have to be very, very careful how we speak speak um to our young people about devotion um because i do think they're feeling the weight of knowing it's something that they need to do but not being sure how to so i think we need to come alongside them rather than looming over them uh shaking our finger amen yes well this book will definitely um help get the fire back exactly that title will deliver for people that read it uh you also have another great book line 31 day bible journal another great book and uh it's a book specifically for um i guess the process of devotion that's what i would call it and you know i remember being 18 and i'm like how did i live i never had a calendar right yeah (laughs) And I don't know what know. happened. And I actually just this year changed my productivity system. Um, used to be a, a kept it all in the phone, but now I'm going to a notebook. I'm doing the bullet journal method. And yeah. uh, 
So yeah, we're going back to paper because paper doesn't crash. <laughs> and that and, is true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're going to try it out. I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of things I'm not doing that I want to be doing, you know. And so, but I, I think devotion for most of us, unless you're a 14 year old listening to this and not a lot of responsibility, but for those of us that are a homeschool family, we've got great marriages, kids, a house to take care of, church, ministry, work, all of that. Mm-hmm. You, you got to schedule your life. And I guess. Uh, for you, to most listeners, do you think devotion gets better when you have it scheduled, timed, or planned, or just you know just be sporadic with it? What do you think? Well, I think that's part of you know people being discouraged, right? There's so many different options. Sometimes being overwhelmed by the options can lead to discouragement. Um, you know, how does this look like for me? Um, so the Align Thirty One Day Bible Journal. I share a method in there that should help, you know, people who don't really have that much time. And it really is like a journal. It's, 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 there's a lot of lines in there. There's scripture. It's, it's more open. So it's not like it's different than all my other books. It just I have this little message in the beginning and then it's the rest of the book is for you to use. So you can implement that method. Um, and I think. Like I was saying before, it really does depend on what the need is and the season that we're walking in, whether you want to schedule time, plan, you know, sporadic, all that. You know, time is our attention currency, what we give our attention to, what we focus on. And God never meant for time to be an enemy to his people. In fact, it's supposed to be a tool. And so the perfect devotion time is whenever you get it done. Um, (laughs) And I think if you are a person who, needs to have a schedule i think god is going to be perfectly fine if you want to schedule a chat with him um if you need to do it i remember you know to share an experience because that's how we relate to each other when i was first saved i worked at the airport um and i sometimes had to close uh it was that's actually how i met my husband we're working at the airport here in connecticut bradley international airport one of my first jobs um and it was at the food court there and we had to close so that's you know you stay there till late late um and then there was times that i had to uh open which i had to be there for 4 30 in the morning if you think i'm going to be praying at three o'clock in the morning i'm sorry i'm sleeping but um there were a lot of moments that i had to schedule my devotion time after i closed so by the time i got home it was you know, 11 o'clock at night, God's still awake, praise the Lord. So <laughs> he's not going to be sleeping. So it's, you got to look at what your, what your need is in that moment in your schedule. Um, but I also think too, that there are going to be moments where God is really um, calling you to go deeper and kind of shaking up your schedule. And I think that if there's something pressing that God's trying to work on your heart about i mean there's been times i've woken up in the middle of the night um and god put something on my heart to go pray for um and and that's part of walking with him um this is a walk right it's a continual motion of of a relationship um and i don't know if that answers your question but i i don't think i don't think uh that it's better one way or another um, I think 
as long as you get it done, that's the best way. Absolutely. I like that. What are just kind of the last question about devotion? Cause I, I'm just, sure. I think it's like the missing ingredient for a lot of people. Yeah. I really think a lot of people could cure a lot of their hurts, habits, and hangups with just devotion. Like it'll just vanish away. And so it's important. We want people to get into it and your, and your church experience will be even better, you know, with yes. personal devotion. But, um, I think for some people, cause you know, you're, when you're doing devotion, you're staring at a wall, you know, you're, mm-hmm. or a ceiling or, or praying with the face and the carpet, you know, it's, it can be unusual for people to communicate in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And some feel the only way to do it is kind of to be really religious with it. You know, but I think yeah. your approach is more relationship based. You know, when we're in mm-hmm. church, we're yelling, screaming, because you know, uh, that's how praise is to be and worship is to be. But we don't yell and scream at people when we talk to them. <laughs> right? I hope not. Yeah. I mean, you and I just it's conversation. But this tone of conversation, you can actually have great prayer time in. And so right. what would you say to somebody that says, I feel it? It doesn't feel relational to me. It's more religious feeling. What would you say um, they can do to get to the relationship feeling? Um, as someone who was raised Catholic, ah. this resonates with me because it is very ritualistic. You say your three Hail Marys and you're good. But so that, that's real. The Hail Marys, <laughs> they do that. Wow. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very big on the prayers. I um, went to a different kind of church. Uh, I never saw anybody pray like the rosary, but I'm I'm sure that that was active. Um, I think, you know, ha- with my church experiences, um it's easy to fall in line doing that because it makes us feel good. It makes people feel good when they do X, Y, and Z. I got it done. Okay. Well, it doesn't feel like a relationship. And if we approached every relationship we have in that sense where we check things off of our list, we're missing really warm moments with people. And I think it's the same with God. So. For me, being a creative person, my answer is probably going to be different than other people. But I think what has helped me has been journaling, writing stuff down, having a notebook, you know, looking at scriptures that speak about who God is. Um, I think that's very important. Um, If you're really struggling with having that relation, that relational aspect of devotion, is look at who God says he is in his word. And then you'll start to see his identity. And when you learn more about his identity and you start journaling, journaling really is like anything that you, any thought you come into your, that comes into your mind, you just write it on paper. Uh, mm. I have so many different journals and it, it will be interesting for me to read what my thoughts were when I was alone in that apartment for that first year. Of being in church. Um, you haven't gone back and read them yet? <laughs> I think I did years ago, um, but it's been a long time. Um, I definitely know I wrote poetry in there. It's probably not any good. I put, I'm, I'm probably sure I wrote a bunch of stuff in there, but this is your processing. It's all yeah. processed. And your everything that you feel in your mind, in your heart, 
I think it's such a release when you get it out on paper. It's a very therapeutic process. Um, but when you include God in that, there's a healing that's going to happen in your heart. And we need to get our eyes off of us. It, I, I really felt this lately is that we're so inward, even sometimes um, in our services, you know, we're focused on like um, ourselves, you know, our, our performance and, and things like that. You know, God is saying, look up. He knows our needs. You know, we just need to plug into him. And I think if we learn more about who he is um, and, and we journal, we write our thoughts, we include, we can include soft worship music to change the atmosphere. Sure. Um, uh, don't be afraid to do something different that you wouldn't normally do. Because if you want to get closer to God, sometimes we have to do that. We have to get out of, out of our comfort zone. Um, but I think when we focus on turning our hearts to praising the Lord and worshiping him and, and, and reading about more of who he is and, and talking to him, asking him questions, journal your questions. God has all the answers, even if you don't have them right now. But I guarantee the more questions you ask, he's going to show you the answers. But um, I think just including uh, learning more about him and, and, and getting into that rhythm of, of looking, taking your eyes off of yourself and all of that, it's going to really change our prayer life. Amen. Well, yeah, writing is, and journaling, notebooks, all that has been known to cure people of traumatic events, um, attention. Uh, problems, all of those things. And I, I think writing about devotion uh, with the Lord is probably going to be the answer to get people past a lot of these, I don't know, uh, unsoundness of mind like distraction and discouragement. Yeah. And yeah. so your Align 31 Day Bible Journal will uh, take care of that for people. Fantastic. The Justin C. Gleason Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and more. Please leave a five-star rating and a great review. Contact me at justincgleason at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. And share this episode with your friends. We're taking the genre of religion and spirituality to another level. Um, it was on New Year's Eve. I was watching some New Year's Eve media. Which has been a disaster the past few years. I think I'm done with it. But yeah. I was <laughs> there was a lot of journalists walking around interviewing random people about what they want to do in 2023. And I was shocked to hear so many people say, I want to get rid of toxic people in my life. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how, how is that even possible? <laughs> but right. you've had some good ideas on a subject that I think the world is waking up to that's so valuable. But it's not... I guess it's not an an encroachment on a on a social connection, but you talked in your podcast about boundaries, and it's a great way to protect ourselves and uh, really others from causing trouble and offenses. And you know, apostolics were supposed to be loving and warm and open arms, but I think boundaries are a good thing for us to have. So, uh, yeah. what? How do you feel about boundaries? What can people do to uh, protect themselves? How does that happen? Well, obviously, I think this is a topic that is important to talk about through an apostolic perspective. One of the things that I've noticed, um, 
God has been, has been really helping me, especially with the change in our social climate. Um, it's easy for everybody to get on a bandwagon and then we feel justified and validated when we're together, you know, on that. So I think obviously personal boundaries is important, but how we do it is even more important. Um, obviously I'm not an expert at this. I don't know who is, um, we're all working on this, but we can't change people. And I think also we have to be careful when we say, I want to cut out toxic people in our lives. Well, what if you're the toxic person? You know, we are all sinful people. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be careful as Christians, um, speaking that way, um, even though we shouldn't tolerate abuse. Um, I think God understands those kind of situations, but you know, God changes people. So the first thing I think is we need to take accountability for what we are saying and what we are doing. And often the reason why we're offended is because we, we have not forgiven people for past issues. Hmm. And it usually escalates from that place of unforgiveness. Sure. So personal boundaries is respecting your spiritual walk from going off course. And that should always be the main thing. Um, so that could look like, you know, in a church setting or even in a group setting or interacting with people in our houses, you know, Lord, you know, but um, it could be from like walking away. If somebody starts to gossip, that's obviously big. Um, unfortunately in church too, uh, we just tend to like to do that. And so we can not engage. Uh, we could walk away. Very simple. It could also be politely telling somebody who starts to argue with you that you're just not going to argue back. It's very simple, but we don't tend to do it because our flesh wants to engage in that. We, it's like a pull in our, you know, in our flesh. Um, but we do have the choice not to. Mm. And it also means doing our best when people are unloading on us and venting that we don't absorb those offenses that people are trying to share with us. Um, I, the Lord, when I was praying about this, um, he put on my heart that offended people are like the military. They are always recruiting. So <laughs> sounds like God we to me. To, <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to make sure that we are aligned with God spiritually so that he can help us set whatever proper boundaries that we need to in our own lives, because he knows the people that we are going to come in contact with and that we already have contact with. And we don't need to be afraid of using our words. I think that's the main thing. Um, I, we are, we want to be loving. We want to be humble, but that doesn't mean that you are um, mute. And I think that's also something in our church culture is just because you're trying to be humble and you're trying to be kind doesn't mean you don't have words to say to people to set boundaries. So that's a very powerful tool um, because most people, do not want to fight that hard if you if they know where they stand with you. There you go. Well, that's good advice. Well, sometimes in a church, it, it you know it's family, right? And so, yeah. pretty much in your house, your family, you know everybody's business. So I think we mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of think it's okay just to talk like we do to our family to other church people. Well, you know, yeah, that is true, right? But. Um, yeah, those are good. Those are good things. Gossip, you know, if somebody's talking about things that aren't your business, best to walk away. And and why argue about anything? Just just be cool yeah. with it. 
Which kind of brings us into another good question about some things that you talked about pretty extensively on your podcast. Uh, The fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Some of those words are different in various translations, but kind of all the same. Now, my understanding is the gifts of the Spirit, you don't just, you know, you're not just, you know, when you're born again, you're not just born with them, but God imparts them unto you and they move whenever they want. And I've always viewed this, and I think you would agree with me, the fruit of the Spirit is not just, oh, I'm a loving person. No, it's God's love manifesting in right. you. You, yeah. know, you know, you're not just a kind person, but it's God's kindness. So these are yeah. spiritual things, very spiritual things. And I, my opinion is that they're just as supernatural as the gifts of the Spirit. So if somebody yeah. wants to have the fruit of the Spirit, how would you suggest they get it? Yeah, you know, um, the reason, like, most of the time when I share these things on the podcast, I mean, I should say all the time, it's because God has been working on my heart and my personal life in these areas, and then I'm not saying once I get it, I can talk about it. It's like I can get to a point where I feel he has given me the green light, you know, kind of to release me <laughs> to share what I've been pent up for a while, and this is one of those. Um, I realized that I was lacking in this area and I feel like um, for whatever reason, it's not a topic that um, is discussed as much as I think it used to be. Um, and I, I, it's, it's very hard because once I see it lacking in my life then the Lord opens my eyes to see it lacking elsewhere, you know, in the church body as a whole, I'm not just saying, you know, my local church, obviously I love them, you know, but I think, um, we have to realize that it is a result. It's, 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 it's kind of the product of being in communion with the spirit of God. Uh, we need to focus on love. That's why it's first on the list. Mm-hmm. Love is the foundation because it's who God is. And it's also the foundation for all the other parts of the fruit. And so it should be the foundation for who we are and what we do. And often it's not. Um, uh, it's just important to really look at the scripture. And and I've heard it said, you know, fruits, like it's plural, but it's not. It's only one fruit. Right. And so I think if we focus on getting a hold of our one almighty God um, and make love a priority in how we live, that the rest will come. And so I think we want to focus on oh, I need to be more patient. Lord knows. (laughs) I need to be more patient. I need to be more gentle. I can be a little harsh. I need to be a little bit more humble. All those things are good things, and wanting that is good. But if you don't have love, then what does it matter? We need to have that first at the foundation to even understand the love that God wants us to have, not like the definition that we have kind of accumulated on our own, depending on our experiences and what the world tells us that love is. Absolutely. Well, it's possible for anybody to get those, and I think yes. it'll strengthen a church in any ministry and everything you do. That when all of those flow through you, you're going to definitely please the Lord and uh, create a very healthy environment in a church and family and for an individual. Yeah, that's right. good. Amen. Uh, do you can you give a summary of maybe? I know we don't want to, as we say around here, let the cat out of the bag, but. Do you want to give a, could you give us a summary of any future products that you have coming out? 
whether books, podcasts, uh, anything? I mean, there's always something. <laughs> and right. I'm always praying. I thought there were going to be a couple more products last year, but, um, you know, the Lord knows. I absolutely love doing um, the modest fashion coloring books that have been popular. Um, PPH has sold those for a couple of years and okay. they're um, art of mine that I have drawn um, of fashion, uh, modest fashion, this specifically for a young girl. So they have a coloring book that reflects their values. Um, it was something that I felt the Lord put on my heart for my nieces. And I don't have girls. I'm a boy mom. So um, <laughs> there's, I lack, you know, that sort of feminine touch in my home sometimes if I don't bring it. <laughs> um, right. But I do appreciate that. So I have another one in the works that hopefully will come out in the spring. Um, and then I'm in the middle of two book projects that will hopefully come out this year, if not in the next few years. But there's a fun children's book that um, I'm working on with my oldest son, who's 10. And it's a kid detective book. Um, and it's just a fun, it'll be a fun read for families. And then there's a study guide um, that actually came, came up because of a pretty popular series I had on my Instagram where I was um, giving a glimpse of ungodly women in the Bible. It did really well, um, not to throw shade on their past, but for us to learn what does not please God. And as somebody who used to be a very ungodly woman and who has to really wrestle with that sometimes, I think it's really powerful and convicting for me to study those ladies in the Bible so that I can confirm, okay, this is what God really wants us to do and what he doesn't want us to do. So there's a book, a study guide called Remember Her, um, where we're going to take a glimpse. Um, and and it, it should be good for groups to do. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then whatever God wants to put on my heart, I, I do have a, a Bible study that I just finished, um, a weekly Bible study group called Purpose of Life Bible study group where we meet on Zoom or Instagram live. And I have those recorded and put on my YouTube where we go through what are the big life questions we have? Who are we? You know, why are we here? And we go through um, the Bible. And we answer those big questions. And it's really open for people, all different levels of Christianity, or if they're just curious about God and they're not even in the church. I think that's important. So I do have a weekly Bible study that I'll be starting up with that. And the last thing I guess I'll just talk about is the podcast. Um, I'm really, really blessed um, with what God has been doing. And, and he's opened up the door for season nine to begin. I have some, uh, some great ladies coming on um, to speak about the purpose of life. That's going to be the theme. Um, and uh, I have Courtney Chavis coming on, Jamin Hart coming on, just beautiful women. Uh, I think it's important that we listen to each other's stories and learn from each other. And so the Hello Awesome podcast, that's going to be launching a new season, um, February 6th, Lord willing. Awesome. Very good. Listeners, JC Lee Pulford. Mm-hmm.